Hello and welcome back to episode 43 of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami. In this episode, I sat down with one of Australia's top young dentists based in Sydney, Australia, Dr. Aidan Doherty. Dr. Aidan is a University of Sydney graduate who has invested heavily into continuing professional programs and development and is also a practice owner. In this episode, we dive into his early days in private practice and how he made the most out of not having full books at the start of his career. We also talk about the importance of ongoing learning and finding good structured programs and much, much more. I just want to give a big thank you to all the listeners of the podcast. The listener base and the download numbers are increasing month after month, and it is an absolute pleasure to be able to produce content that you guys find value in. Also, a big shout out to all the Canadians and all the Raptor fans listening to the podcast. Quite an emotional couple of weeks, and after supporting this team since I was a little kid, it is surreal to have witnessed them become NBA champions, so a big congratulations to everyone enjoying it. The podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and on my website at newbiedentist.com, and if you haven't already, be sure to rate us and subscribe to the show. I hope you guys enjoy this great episode. Welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omerizami. So I'm here with uh, Dr. Aidan Doherty, who's uh, a general dentist working in uh, Sydney, Australia. One of the core group of clinicians that I've kind of have been lucky enough to connect with in Australia. So there's about a group of four or five of them. Luckily, you know, most of them have been on the podcast with uh, uh, David and Barat and Johan. And it's been a pleasure, man. I feel like I'm a unique. Op- I've had the unique opportunity to actually talk to you guys and see how your careers have kind of progressed, and to try and sort of see how, what you guys have done to try and like follow follow in your footsteps, kind of, and and put that message out there for the other like young grads as well, so they can have some sort of pathway to. Uh, to get to where you guys are. So thanks uh, for coming on. And you're busy with a lot of uh, studies and work and lots of studies. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> there's ne- this never ending study for us. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. the, that's the, I think that's the key, right? Because a lot of us uh, dentists, we graduate yeah. from school and we're like, yeah, I'm done with studying. So yeah, so after those final exams. Yeah. To, to, uh, to stay hungry and uh, keep progressing there. So Aiden, if you don't mind, how I normally kind of start these things is a bit of like an origin story. Kind of, so tell me a little bit about your story, why dentistry, sort of where you went to dental school and uh, what kind of techniques mm. were there. So thank you for having me. Um, I, I um, have kind of always wanted to be a dentist, I think, since I was pretty young. I, it's strange. I'm one of those weirdos since like <laughs> five, six years old, I wanted to actually be a dentist. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think we had really good experiences because one of our family friends is a dentist, so we yeah. used to always love going and, and everything like that. Um, so I, I was born and raised in Sydney, in the east, like around the eastern suburbs, um, near Bondi. It's called Coogee. There's a beach there. Yeah. So um, I went to school there. Um, I went to uh, high school, and then I got into Sydney Uni and did a few years of undergraduate med science. Because yeah. uh, at Sydney, it's a, a postgraduate um, degree. So, um, man, like I remember some of the early days. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing in terms of study. I'm not one of those people that are like necessarily, um, you know, getting distinctions, smashing things out of the park. Yeah. It was more of a struggle to yeah. get through things and, and doing interviews and all that sort of stuff. But 
I essentially progressed through dentistry um, for four years at Sydney, and then I've worked in private practice now for about five years. So yeah, this is my all four years. This is my fifth. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a massive journey, a massive ride into you know just general clinical work, into practice ownership, into a little bit of teaching and, and lecturing and stuff like that has been been pretty crazy, and yeah. and, and lots of postgrad and CPD um, uh, learning. Uh, after graduating as well perfect so tell me a little bit about the uh the dental school experience uh what was that like for you yeah man like um for me like some people are like uh like one of my good friends johan the party animals they smash it they don't need to study yeah and then other people like me we're just studying the whole time yeah like i was yeah i'm one of those guys who was literally every single night studying every weekend studying it's sunday right now i'm studying even though i'm not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, I think overall it was a great experience. It wasn't easy, as yours wasn't it either. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes you the clinician you are now, knowing what you've been through to to get that paper, I think. Yeah, so you had a good basis in there. I was the same mm-hmm. area, man, because in you know in high school, I kind of got through. Like I found like school was like relatively easy, like in high school and stuff. And like I didn't have any yes. like, necessary, like I had zero like study habits because I just kind of coasted through. Um, yeah. And when you get to undergrad and you're like, oh, I have no clue how to study. So like, yeah. I'm like trying to cram notes and like write things down. It's weird, yeah. Make diagrams. Like you try everything, right? Until you kind of land. Yeah, yeah. Until you get your own flavor down. for it. So that's why, yeah. you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. How random. I was driving to work and it was Saturday morning. I'm driving to work at seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, shit, I've got exams in, <laughs> I've got exams in two months now. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how, how different is my study approach these days? Yeah. to what it was before. Like in high school, I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. I, I somehow managed to just do a shotgun approach and I went all right. Yeah. Then in, in med science, I met like a really group, a good group of um, now doctors and, and they kind of taught me how to study yeah. um, and, and so how to approach study. It's, yeah, and then I went into dentistry and it changed again a little bit. It kind of got more refined every year. Yeah. Every set of exams you sit, you know how you need to study whether it, it is um diagrams or whether it is you know verbal questioning and and uh and kind of like almost interview technique to each other of, of things and then now for these exams it's just kind of like every spare hour i get at the end of a working day i'm just, just trying, trying to like trying to get something just trying to cramp 45 oh, minutes an hour yeah. every day yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so that's, that, that's been my kind of that's been my kind of approach um and and my way of of navigating through dental dental school and and postgraduate um, or graduate dental school now is again different. It's like so much self directed. Yeah, um, I hate that word that they always pull out. Like, guys, oh, yeah. you're going to be doing sixty hours a week of self directed learning. But it really is like you just got to you just got to do it, and you got to yeah. try and pluck all the papers out of their lectures that they give you, um, and 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 kind of navigate through. And dive into it. So tell me a little bit about the first few years when you kind of graduated. Um, this is sort of where I'm at now. I'm about uh, like two years in roughly. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit about like that work experience. So you get into private practice. Sort of what do you like, what's your mindset at the time? What are you trying to, what are you trying to achieve? Like clinically, do you have sort of goals of like, okay, in this year, I want to like do this, this, and this in terms of CP, yeah. things like that. What was that first couple of years like? Yeah, they were, they were really tough. Um, it still is, man. But like, they were really like, they were like, Full on. I don't want to swear on your podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was interesting. Like for me, I started doing interviews halfway through my final year of dental yeah. school, 
and no one was doing that at the time. Yeah. Everyone was just like, what the hell is this like guy doing? He's doing interviews like in June and we don't graduate till November. Yeah. But I did I did so many interviews and I literally knocked on dozens and dozens of doors all around my area, yeah. um, handing my CV in months and months before graduating. And I ended up p- getting a, a few offers mm-hmm. um, early on before I finished. So I was stress-free, whereas a lot of people were freaking out when they're at exam time about jobs because they haven't got one. Yeah. So I kind of had that under my belt where I was like, well, at least I've studied for exams now and I've got a, uh, I've got a, a job or two. So I ended up picking – I had two good offers, one uh, which was just outside Sydney and it was to take on a full book. It was yeah. guaranteed money. It was th- – there wasn't, but there was no mentorship. Yeah. Um, and then there was a second job – where it was in a new practice and there was, um, uh, you know, no guaranteed income, obviously, yeah. um, but really good mentorship. So um, that, that that's with a, a prosthodontist in, in Sydney here, um, oh, Chris okay. Ho. So yeah. I ended up taking um, a position at his practice uh, in the general practice and I worked there for the first, the first year. It was, it was tough. It yeah. was, but it's exactly what you want it to be. It's like what we were speaking about before. It's, an in- it's almost like an internship. Yeah. Like you, your work is looked at. You, man, you're trying to try to you know raise the bar, and your photographs are looked at. You bring your cases up. It's yeah. really like a full mentorship. Yeah. Um, and you know, at that stage, I was try- smashing out CPD as much as I could. Mm-hmm. So I, I flew over and done Newton Fowl in Brazil. Did his composite course in oh, wow. uh, Curitiba so because yeah. uh, I wanted composites to I wanted to be good at composites so yeah. I went over there and I realized I know like 0.1% of what I need to know <laughs> yeah he, he freaked me out over yeah. there. it was such a good course highly recommend it how is um, um so sorry to cut you off there but um so with no, these courses did you was that like your mentor kind of telling you like go do this and go do this yeah. or was this like you his recommendation you? yeah so you okay so yeah you that guidance of like okay I need to do this and this now well, a bit, yeah, it's a bit half-half. Like his recommendation was go and do that. Um, yeah. So I went and did that and I did some um, – I, I, I then went and did Derek Mahoney's course the year yeah. after because a friend of mine who uh, ended up dropping out after one module and left me there <laughs> yeah. um, to finish it for yeah. two years. Um, yeah, I, I went and did that on his recommendation. So, yeah. for example, I did. I ended up getting into Derek's mini residency, which was a great experience, yeah. um, you know, Again, there's good and bad things talked about every program, but I, I overall think it was definitely worth it yeah. for me. Um, it opened my eyes to a lot of things, not just braces, not just ortho, but mm-hmm. airway, breathing, sleep apnea, yeah. lots and lots of stuff, yeah, development. And it gets you looking, you know, so you end up studying a bit more here and there. Yeah. So that's a, that's another course I kind of did postgraduate as well. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a lot of new grads may have been tempted by the other position a bit more, right? Because you're coming out of school, you're like, okay, I want to make some money now. Like I've put in, I've put in my dues. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I've been studying for yeah. seven years. <laughs> I want four books. I want money. So how is, like, that's a, that's yeah, a tempting, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, fork in the road. Like, how did you kind of get, like, land on that decision? Because, uh-huh. like, in hindsight, it's probably you did the right so... thing, right? Like, for your career long-term, like, you invested in time. But yes. in short, short, uh, short-sightedly, you'd be like, okay, I want the money maybe. So, like, how did you just, like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, every so often I think about, man, what happens if I did the other? <laughs> like, if I went with the other yeah. job, it's weird. Like, uh, I'm so glad I went with the the path yeah. I did. I uh, 
I suppose I sat down with lots of friends and family and just went through pros and cons yeah. of each. And eventually, you know, the thing is like money will, I always think money will come to those who work hard um, and who play their cards, yeah. right? Um, but you, you need to find someone who is going to be willing to teach you and mentor you. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you can be just drilling and filling all day, but you don't enjoy it, if you know what I mean, and you don't get your yeah. niche. So for me, that, uh, that's kind of what happened. And, and luckily, I was really blessed in that. Um, from that came some practice ownership as well. So, you know, we've opened a couple of practices in the, in the past yeah. four years, um, which, is, which itself has been a big challenge and, and it's just like a roller coaster ride yeah. too. So we'll get into the practice ownership stuff because I'm like super interested in that. But before we move on, I just want to kind of touch on a few other points. With, with working, what was... You know, during dental school, did you have like a certain specialty? Did you like like surgery more or endo or pros? Um, was there certain things that you really enjoyed? And were they the same when you graduated and started working? Or did those like interests kind of shift and fluctuate a little bit? Yeah, it's so interesting, Kay. I, I actually really loved doing pros work. Um, and I had an interest in ortho when I was graduating. Yeah. Um, and so going into that pros practice was a, a really good stepping yeah. stone because you realize how minimal your understanding is of pros yeah. um, and how, how careful you really mm-hmm. need to be. Um, yeah. So in my, like I started off basically from scratch and I had no patience. We, we didn't, I wasn't taking over anyone's book yeah. or anything. So uh, we have an in-house, we have an in-house lab with um, a few technicians yeah. in it. And essentially in that first year and a half, man, I was just, I was like a technician. Yeah. I was sitting in that, I was sitting in that, I was either watching my yeah. mentor because um, I had like, say I've got two patients yeah. a day. Realistically in Sydney, um, you're killing it if yeah. you've got two patients a day to start with. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. everyone's going to be, uh, everyone will BS and say, you man, I've got yeah. a full book, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. not the case. No. Uh, even in a good practice, you need, you'll start yeah. small. And I was watching him when he was there or, or, um, or, or doing procedures and consults and everything. Uh, and the other half of the day, I was literally in the, the lab and learning from the technicians yeah. because that's something that's so undervalued um, and it's given me appreciation for, you know, what, you know, how your prep is, for example. Yeah. What does the technician look at when he gets your prep or he or she gets your prep? And what are they looking at? What's their critical analysis of it? Like to know what they think when they look at a prep yeah. and to get feedback from them about it is just so invaluable. And most of us just send our stuff away yeah. and it just comes back yeah, magically. I've yeah. got a crown. Or, yeah, yeah, sweet. I've got something good. Yeah. Oh, thank God. They could deal with that shitty undercut yeah. that I made. Or I could, they could deal with that margin that I can't even see, but I still took the impression of. Yeah. So, you know, from, from a technician's point of view, it was really cool learning their stuff yeah. um, because, you know, I then started – if, if I wasn't happy, if I wouldn't be happy making the prosthesis, for example, yeah. I just wouldn't be happy sending them the lab, like the impressions and, and things like that. If you know it's what a I huge mean? Step, yeah. Yeah. So like I, I was sitting there waxing up things with, man, I was sitting there for like five hours a day waxing. That's so good though, man. I think that, oh. that speaks, that speaks to like where you are today, right? Cause I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I've been in the same boat where you're kind of working and you're not busy and you're seeing like two, three patients a day. Yeah. But the fact that you kind of made the most of that, like, I feel like I, even nowadays, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I just, I would just sit on my laptop and I'm like, just watching like sports highlights. <laughs> like, I'm not being productive. You know? like, yeah, I know. So when, when I hear you say that, I'm like, oh man, I should like, when you're in those situations, like it's like trying to make the most of it, at least like do some online courses. Like at the start, I would oh, do that. I would bro. sign up yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like AGD and stuff and like, yeah, online, yeah. Oh, you, like, 
do, do you know you give me like a flashback saying that? Because I oh, yeah. so weird. I was signed up to Spear, to Dental Ed, um, yeah. and to digital, um, what is it called? Digital XP or something. And I would yeah. the other thing I'll do is I would sit and watch those videos for hours every day. I did that for yeah. like two years. Oh jeez. Yeah. It's it's one one of those things where you kind of forget. You just forget when you're like a few years later, you just forget like some of the stuff you used to do. And you're like, yeah. shit, I've got to do that again. Yeah. But that's, I guess, the foundation where you put in the work and then now it's kind of paying off. Um, so when, so after how long were you like, okay, I'm busy now. Like things are kind of like getting going. Man, like in Sydney, it takes years. It's, yeah. it's you know, and I think in Australia and in general, like in, in most countries, it takes years to get, I'm, I'm, I'm thankfully uh, comfortably busy at the moment. Um, yeah. And I've been that way for probably a year and a half, a couple of years. Yeah. But if I still look back at my book at the start of last year, for example, um, yeah. or, or a bit before that, I, I would I would still have gaps, you know, and it, it takes time. I, I would never say to – I get a lot of people who we, we, looking for, we were looking for a new associate six, 12 months ago. Mm. And I get a lot of people that come in and they just demand that they want a full book or they they, they have the shits that they, they're not seeing a lot of patients from a, yeah. from another person. They're like, yeah, I was only seeing four people a day. But that's the reality. And unless you get yourself a name and you bring in word-of-mouth referrals, yeah. you can spend a lot of money on marketing, um, direct to patients, et cetera. But the, 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 the biggest gem is word-of-mouth. And if you're a bad communicator or if you're not interested in, in trying to grow your practice and you expect yeah. your book to be full, you're not going to survive. You're not going to thrive in the community. Um, yeah, and that's what sure. I found has been the biggest key. Communication is, you, you know, is, is the key to dentistry these days. Yeah, for sure. I think communication is like definitely important, but you need the depth as well. Uh, you need to know what you're talking about. You need to yeah, be able yeah. to like go, go beyond like what I call like the, uh, like the dental school dentistry of just, okay, you got cavities here. You got this and there yeah. to see the big picture and uh, educate 100%. the patient on the, on the full mouth, like scope of what's going on. And that's like some of that for me, like two years. And now like that's starting to kind of start to click now. And that's when you realize like, you actually like, like you were saying earlier, like, man, I don't know anything. Like when, like, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you zoom out from like single tooth to like, full mouth like oh okay it's like a whole nother ball game like i'm not equipped to like manage this right now you need to like see, that's where you become a bit humble and like you gotta start learning again see, that's exactly right you know i think in my first year um i thought i was way too good i thought i was i thought i was the best <laughs> i thought i was yeah. just such i thought i was so good and um and i was probably shit you know uh well yeah. no i wasn't probably i was and yeah. i realized going into second year of graduating that I needed to be more humble and I needed to uh, take a step back and yeah. do more treatment planning. You know, I, I went mm -hmm. over uh, a good recommendation for anyone listening is I went over to see John Coyce over oh, in yeah, Seattle. Went to the US. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the US and did Coyce, um, uh, his first and second modules, treatment planning and occlusion. Um, and yeah. that rattled me, you know, that, 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 that was something I, I then thought back. I did that halfway, basically halfway through like my second year in and I thought, God, what have I been doing for 18 months or so? You know, I yeah. haven't been, there's no, I don't like the word holistic, but I, I don't know what else to say at the moment, but there's no holistic kind of approach where you um, take into consideration everything. I'm talking about diet. I'm talking about um, social history. I'm talking about um, everything into making a treatment plan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
Like yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, and um, then it clicked. That's a big one. Yeah, that that started. And you know, one thing I've like recently started to started to like click, and I was like, it's like a pretty profound thing that I thought about in my like worldview. Anyways, is obviously you know we're lucky because we get to see a lot of mouths, and you see when you see kids and like teenagers or like people in their early twenties. You, you can look at them and be like, I've seen your mouth, what it looks like in a 40 year old. Cause you see like the early, the early stages of like that disease or the basis is there. And so now you're like, I, like I know your future. I can see it. Like I've seen it. So, and then you can kind of bring it back and tell them like, this is how it's going to go. If you don't do this, this and this. Um, exactly. And I was like a really cool thing. I was like, Oh man, like, because you see like that timeline of common things that people have like wear and attrition and crowding in their teeth. Uh, gum disease and all this stuff and you're like I, you can see the end game so you, you can like bring it back now and be like you still have time like you're not there yet like, let's, let's yeah, try and like, get ahead of the, the curve now you can link it up hey so yeah that's the, that's what you were saying before it's like instead of just looking from the single tooth yeah. you know oh he's got a hole there all right i'll do a filling <laughs> to actually appreciating the whole patient's um you know stage in life their situation and and socially uh certain factors things like that so yeah, yeah um, I, I feel like after I did uh, Coise, I had more of an appreciation for treatment planning. I was always kind of treatment planning to some degree um, like him because Chris has basically he's finished Coise, all of the yeah. modules back in the day. Yeah. So I was I was trying, I was kind of emulating what his tri- consultation treatment plan approach was, but it didn't really it didn't click for me yet. And then after that, I was like, wow, that's that's what I've been doing, but. Not, not as well as I should be, do you know what yeah. I mean? Not as well as I want to be. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So what was, um, in terms of like, so after like one or two years in, you're doing obviously all these courses, was there a, you know, luckily you had that mentorship. So he's probably guiding you a little bit, be like, okay, maybe like explore these sort of uh, domains and like trying to learn more. I'm finding now, you know, I'm like two or three years in and you're kind of starting to get a little bit bored of like the, the basic stuff, right? And I feel like, you know, it's one thing, you know, that's just, that's what I respect about you guys. Cause you guys are just like, do it. And so, whereas I, some of us are like, we're thinking about it. We're like, okay, should I do ortho? Should I do implants? And then whereas you're like, oh, we'll just do it all. And then you just like bring it on. And you do the Mahoney <laughs> trying to, course and that, trying to juggle. So, I mean, that's, that's like, that's really cool. And that's why, that's where you are, where you are. Right. But for, so in general advice for other people, how do like what kind of pathways, like how do people like kind of systemize this a little bit better of like trying to be like, okay, I need to do this like four or five, disciplines and to learn more um like how, is there like a sequence you recommend is there disciplines that you know you should like learn occlusion first and then like learn ortho or like learn ortho yeah. and then implants is there like any like structure that you can recommend that's a great question I, um and i kind of did things maybe a little bit chop and change but it kind of worked out but i would yeah. what i'd recommend to get down pat first is doing some uh courses or, or learning from people about documentation yeah. This is this is a big David Atiyah thing. Yeah. If you look at his documentation, it is I, I swear to God, it's next to it's nearly next to no one. It is just yeah. that good. And the reason why he is able to treatment plan and do the cases he does comes down to his treatment planning, but uh, it comes down to his documentation, which feeds into his treatment planning. So he's got yeah. all the documentation ready. He then uh, is able to treatment plan, and that's something which I, I recommend you also kind of then do or, or do at the same time so that's the yeah. kind of john coy's approach or someone else's like he's, he's one of many um learning how to treatment plan and and have it so down pat that it is second nature for me now yeah. um it's taken years but for me now i just have the same approach the same scaffold or skeleton it changes for everyone because everyone's different 
but it's the yeah. same scaffold or skeleton um, and you can just smash it out of the park because you know what you're looking for and your nurse knows as well. So you've got a good nurse yeah. trained up. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's too easy. Do you know what I mean? I don't like me. I don't, I don't mean that it's just easy, easy, but it's, yeah. it's much more relaxed for you. You're yeah. not stressed. You're not thinking. It's systemized. You're not, you're not, exactly. You're not winging it each time. You're, you're like, you're boom, boom, boom. Like you got it set up and you can just kind of tick off the boxes and kind of go through it. Exactly. And you have that, you have that template set out that you, yeah. you fill in and then you can sit down and you can treatment plan from that. So that's yeah. what I recommend as the next step. Then basically it comes down to appreciating um, restorative, whether the, you know that, that goes into some pros, um, composites, things like that. Um, I, yeah. I have a big belief that you need to get good at your composites before you're looking at things like ortho and stuff like that. So Yeah, basic um, stuff, yeah. The basic stuff because we, we all do it for the first few years and it's not good enough. You, you, need to, you, you really need to get a, a better understanding, better uh, depth of knowledge about it. And then that's yeah. when you feed in, uh, also feeding into your periodontal um, knowledge and, and things like that. And then you can go into your um, implants or whatever you might like to do or your, your ortho or, you know, something like that. But that's yeah. kind of the flow that I would, I would give to it. Um, but I, I put a massive emphasis, as you can probably guess, on occlusion treatment planning and documentation. Yeah. That's big. So, you know, get the, get the base, get the foundation like pretty solid first and then kind of start to expand from there. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What's your, if you don't mind sharing, what's your just rough skeleton for your treatment planning? Like how do you, how do you approach mm -hmm. it? So for my new patients, for example, I take uh, extra oral, intra oral photographs, DSLR. Yeah. I will usually have a, a trained nurse, like one of my good nurses will do those or I'll do them, yeah. I don't mind. And then I sit down, basically, I introduce myself to the patient. The thing that no one does is just have banter with them and have a chat. And that's yeah. just so underappreciated and make them feel at yeah. ease. I go through their uh, dental history, reason for attendance, and then I uh, medical history and things like that. And then I've yeah. basically got a template where I'll sit down and I'll go through tooth structure, gum and bone health, um, function, so like where, like, I don't like saying where, but like function, it's got so many parts to it, um, yeah. anesthetics. So I break things down like John Coyce will into four kind of areas, uh, four okay, or five nice. areas, and that simplifies it so much. Everything will yeah. come under those to some degree. And then I'll do my examination, uh, x-rays, et cetera. I'll set them up and we'll go to a consultation room and we'll go through everything together. You know, yeah. uh, and, and I'll just logically set it out and discuss what they need to get done. That's my usual approach to treatment planning. That's a great approach. How much time do you put uh, a lot for these new patient exams? Normally? So I, I'll sit there. I like to chat to people. I have yeah. to hold myself <laughs> back sometimes because like for a new patient, just consultation, I'll book off at least 40 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. I was speaking okay. to David. I was speaking to Johan. Man, we spend like an hour. We could spend an hour chatting to people. Um, you yeah. don't want to flood them with information, but I think 40 minutes is a good amount of time. And then they yeah. can go and see the hygienist. If you don't have a hygienist, then I'll do the, like, you know, at one of my practices, I've got um, a couple of hygienists that I work with. So the hygienist will yeah. see my, my patients. At the other practice, I don't have a hygienist for one or two days a week that I'm there. She's only there part-time. So I'll still yeah. do the, the new, like the cleans and everything, um, yeah. which I, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy that much, but I still yeah. do enjoy doing perio work and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Like I do heaps of perio and, and I absolutely love it. So, yeah. um, you know, 
the more time you spend with the patient, the more they get to know you. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not a bad thing that people are like, oh, I don't have a hygienist. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not killing it. It's I don't have a hygienist. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like that's, yeah. how you, that's how you build a relationship with someone is time. It's easier to yeah. build a relationship when you're doing your own hygiene, I think, than if you're not yeah. because you've got more time with them. Yeah. For sure. What's it like now that you've been, you know, getting to practice ownership and like, what's that current situation? So you're, are you like part owner in like multiple practices or? Yeah. So I've got, a, I've got part ownership of two practices. And yeah. It's it's not all it's worked up to be practice ownership. <laughs> it's freaking hard, man. It's a lot it's of work. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like juggling everything. Uh, I sit down yeah. and think far out. Like if I was an associate only, it'd just yeah. be a walk in the park. It's yeah. seriously tough. It's, do you um, do you enjoy the business side of it, or you, okay? Yeah, obviously you're like a pure like a, you're a clinician person. Like you like yeah. the clinical side of it a lot. You get any like of any of the juices flowing for the business stuff, or not really? It's just like something you got to do. Ah, uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I I feel the reward of growing a practice, and it's just yeah. it's such a challenge. Um and. I do enjoy it, but I enjoy primarily being a clinician. Like that's that that's just you know something that you can't you can't override. Um, I yeah. do think it's amazing to grow a good team, and have everyone work close together. Um, yeah. It's tough managing people. That's not easy, and that's something you don't get taught. Um, yeah, managing a lot of people and 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 it's like juggling. It's 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 a you know, it's something you, it, it's a skill and it's something you learn, you know, that's, that's all you can say. It's like dentistry. You, you learn yeah, as you go leadership. and you get better as you yeah. go. Exactly. You, it's all about leadership. Do you, spend, do you spend a lot, like, obviously you're very heavy into like CPD and stuff and like trying to better yourself as a clinician. Do you spend anywhere like near that amount of time on leadership skills and like management skills and things like that? Or is that something that you're just trying, like learning on the job as you go along? I suppose I'm lucky that I've got um, my business partner, there and he's done this for like 20 odd years now so okay. i yeah. I'm, I'm learning from him and how he manages staff and how he manages his businesses and stuff like that yeah. um and i've got his wife also who's um who helps run the business um and and looks after all the account side of things and, and day-to-day runnings and stuff like that uh, um we've got yeah. some some managers and things like that so i'm lucky i've got lots of people to to bounce things off and learn from uh, it would yeah. be a different story if, if it was just me by myself, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm, re- I'm really lucky in that respect. That's awesome, man. I think it's been, a, it's been a really good episode. It's been nice chatting with you. And I think there's been a lot of great content that I'm kind of taking away. And I'm sure other people will get that too. Some of the big themes that I'm picking up from, you know, you know chatting to you guys, uh, yourself and Johan and Barad and David is, you know, one is like that hunger to like keep going with the CPD, make that a thing that like, okay, I need to learn more, I need to get better, I need to get better. And two, I think it's like the patients. A lot of us, like me included, we might get that short-sighted thing of like, okay, I'm not making like X amount of dollars or I'm not doing this right now. And you kind of get like down on yourself a little bit. Yeah, It's been refreshing to hear you say, okay, I sat in a practice, maybe seeing like one or two people a day for like for a long time. Uh, but you made the Prices, most, yeah. which, is, which is nice. I mean, you weren't just kind of just like sitting around like upset and like wasting time, but, but you're being proactive. <laughs> And, uh, and being in, for someone to walk in. <laughs> yeah, being in the being in the lab and kind of trying to learn as much as you can to at least make your time worthwhile that way, right? So I think that's really uh, respectable and obviously it's paying off now because you're kind of enjoying the uh, the fruits of the labor, so to speak. So uh, one last thing I want to kind of touch on is obviously you know with the podcast I've been doing a lot of episodes and I've 
been you know, lucky to chat to a lot of people who are doing a lot of great things in dentistry. And one of the common themes has been you know, structured learning. You know, uh, yourself, Barat, David, all those guys, Johan, um, you're going through these like uh, post-grad sort of structured learning programs. Tell me a little bit about the Sydney, Sydney sort of like grad program that you're doing now and kind of what doors that's kind of hopefully opening up for you down the line. So I, I want, like I'm basically in a practice which focuses on a lot of implants. So it's an implant-based referral practice like that I'm associated with it. Like I, I, I don't work for it or anything like that. That's yeah. the specialist side of things. But I, I see a lot of implants get placed and, and, and see the treatment planning side of things. And I wanted to delve into that myself. You know, I'm always quite cautious. So yeah. I didn't want to do it without any learning, even though I've been there for going on five years, learning from someone who places them every day and who's very, very good. Yeah. So his recommendation was to uh, have some university behind, like um, learning behind me. And I think that's been really key for me because you need to, like it's my belief that you need to learn the literature and you need to have an understanding and an appreciation of that Yeah. to be a clinician. You can't just cowboy it and jump in and think that you're going to be able to place implants after watching a couple of Facebook videos, yeah. YouTube videos, um, yeah. you know, the ones like all the ones I'm talking about, Instagram yeah. videos. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to it. Um, and I, I, so essentially, I went um, about 18 months ago into the University of Sydney postgrad program. Yeah. It's an uh, it's 18-month, two-year program where we have six blocks, and each block is about a week or so. So okay. there's a six weeks or so where you have to take it off work. So it can be tough from that respect. You know, every three or four months or whatever it is, you're taking a week off. But in the, that week, you've essentially got uh, five to six days. It's Monday to Saturday usually of intensive lectures you're yeah. sitting there from eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night yeah and you're having lecture after lecture after lecture or you're doing some um, hands-on or watching some live surgeries and things like that yeah um there's assignment presentations so you have to present in front of the class but also uh some uh, assesses your some of your clinical work yeah um you're also given two mentors who you have to do all your clinical work with and your mm-hmm. clinical requirements go through. So it's not a walk in the park or anything like that. It's not yeah, a, yeah. It's, it's not just, commitment. it is a massive commitment, but I think it's well worth it um, because at the end of the day, I'm coming into the last two months now or just under. Yeah. And I've got, you know, I've got, I'm just freaking out now saying that. <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got a, a set of exams and a set of yeah. fivers which I need to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're treated like a postgrad student. You're not treated, you know, you're treated like a university student. You're grilled. Yeah. You're yeah. put through the ringer. So by, by the end of it, you know your stuff. You're never going to be as, you, as educated as someone who's done postgrad pros, pros or perio. Yeah. Never, ever say that. But it's a good stepping stone. If you want to do that, you can do that. Or, yeah. or you know, if, if you want to... Um, if you want to incorporate implants in your practice, you can because they, you know, you're well equipped to to place implants. They show the cases which you should be doing, or yeah. the cases uh, should be comfortable doing, I should say, yeah. or which you shouldn't be comfortable. So they they tell you, you know, what you should be um, striving to do in clinical practice and, and what you should be referring. So that that's been my approach. I'm really a literature based person. <laughs> Who will, uh, who doesn't take risks, and who will have someone work with me, mentor me, and things like that. And I think that's a, an approach which has kept me in the safe zone a lot, yeah. uh, but also has helped me progress and and um, learn a lot in the meantime. 
That's great. Do you, with the clinical stuff, is it stuff that you have to kind of take away and do it in your own practice and just document it and bring it back into the course? Um, or do you get clinical time in, at the dental school, like facilities to do implants and stuff there? So all the clinical work you do, you have to block out of your own time and yeah. do it at their mentors' practices. Okay. So um, basically I do all the surgeries um, with a periodontist and I do all my restorative components with a prosthodontist. That's so amazing. they give you, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's next level, you know, and, and the perio in, in, the, in the city, um, Robert Fell is just so good. Uh, yeah. and, the, and the pros is uh, Robin Hawthorne, who's, you know, probably the most famous pros in Australia. He's just amazing. He's, you know, the grandfather of pros sort of thing. So, so they have access to allow us to see these people and be mentored by them, and they want to. They want you to learn. It's not like they're just doing it for the sake of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're teaching. They're you they're, re- they're yeah. really teaching you. And you think like, how how nice is that to give their time? They don't get paid for it or anything. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sitting in their practice doing implants when they could be doing implants or yeah. seeing patients in their chair while they could be seeing them. So <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the clinical side, and you need to have everything by the book. It has to be perfect for for them to tick you off. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I think that sounds like a, how big is the cohort? Is there like how many people do this every year? It started off as what, 22 and yeah. went down to like 14 probably. Oh, wow. It's a big attrition. <laughs> yeah, man, because it's like, it's a lot of commitment and, yeah. um, and pe- people started dropping off like flies at the start. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, geez, what am yeah. I doing? Because obviously, it's not a, it's not a, it's not cheap. It's not a small investment. You know, yeah. it's fifty, sixty thousand dollars to do this. And yeah. if you drop out, that's it. You don't get it back or anything. Oh, it's not refundable. Uh, and it's wow. a lot of time. Not, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so you know, it's it's all in sort of thing. You have to yeah. you have to commit to it. And I would recommend doing that. Obviously, only doing it when you're really ready. If, if yeah. you know that you've got 18 months to, to knuckle down um, yeah. and, and do it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, can you, because so this, can you, is there people from outside of Sydney that do that course or is that everyone that's pretty local? Like, do people from like Melbourne yeah. like fly down I'm, and do it? Or? I'm actually, I'm the only one who, I'm one of the only ones in Sydney. I'm like, we're only three of us in Sydney. Most yeah. people are from Melbourne, Queensland, rural New South Wales. Um, yeah, that, those are the kind of three states that everyone's from. But yeah, yeah I'm, cool, I'm yeah. basically one of the only ones from Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. I think that's uh sounds exciting. I think I'll look into it. I'll put a link up anyways in the show notes if anyone's interested in kind of checking it out. Um, I, I agree with you guys. I think I've something sure, that I've been thinking, sure. thinking about a lot is if you want to do it and if you want to do it well, you know, be it pros, be it like aesthetics, be it implants, you need some structure behind you and some like depth behind you. It's tough to like go to a weekend course and be like, okay, now I can like do veneers. You know, <laughs> right yeah. so i think you need that oh, like geez, that uh, <laughs> so you need that uh, depth and uh breadth kind of behind you which is uh, which is awesome so thanks again thanks for coming on uh what i normally like to do is just kind of end off with like a quick rapid fire just to kind of lighten things up um and we'll wrap it up from there and then you guys you got to get back to your uh, studying so what's your what's your favorite pizza topping oh man i'm pretty simple i like hawaiian pizza <laughs> <laughs> pineapple. i have it like once a week yeah, yeah. like a large a large i have a pineapple pizza yeah boom Love it's, it. a, it's a Canadian invention, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, what uh, if you weren't doing dentistry? What career would you be in? Uh, I reckon I'd be a builder. Builder, yeah. Uh, if yep. what's your favorite like musician or artist or band? Oh man, um, I love a bit of Jay Z. 
Jay-Z. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Uh, what's, what's, uh, what's one procedure in dentistry that kind of makes you question your career choice? Um, probably endo. And, <laughs> it's the most common answer I'm for never, sure. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's, your, what's your favorite tooth to work on? Oh, I love a good central incisor. Yeah. You cannot beat it. Yeah, composite nice. on essential incisor. Yeah, happy days. Success and yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. It was a great chat. Uh, I think there's definitely a lot of good content in here. I think a lot of people get some great value. Um, I'll put a tag to your Instagram account as well, which is uh, growing, and you're posting a lot of great content. Thank on there. you. Um, I think it's at Doctor Aiden. I think Doctor Period Aiden, right? So uh, that's it. That's people, it. People will check it out, I think, and uh, hopefully they can uh, reach out to you as well if they have any questions or uh, want to kind of get more advice and things like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Always, always welcome um, messages or, or questions or uh, having a chat about certain treatments or treatment plans and stuff like that. I'm always, uh, always happy to have a chat yeah. and I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you.